Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We are in the home stretch of campaign 2018 with the midterm elections just a few weeks away, and we're starting to see some scare tactics show up in campaign efforts to sway undecided voters into the various candidates' Camps. There's a radio commercial that accuses Senator Debbie Stabenow of wanting to commit genocide against black people. There's one that says Democratic gubernatorial candidate Gretchen Whitmer wants a radical government takeover of health care. And there's a commercial that says Proposal 2, the proposal to end gerrymandering here in the state of Michigan, will cost taxpayers too much money. What's true? And what's not? It can be very difficult to sort through all of the facts and lies in these ads, especially as we get closer and closer to the election. So joining us today to help sort through what the truth is and what it is not is Chastity Pratt-Dossie. She's a reporter with Bridge Magazine. Chastity, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello, Detroit. Yes. And of course, Bridge Magazine does a lot of work during each campaign to try to sort through all of the ads and figure out who's telling the truth, who's not. Uh, Their Truth Squad series has been a real sort of uh, consistent way of checking outrageous statements and things that uh, the campaigns do. Uh, Chastity, I want to start with this really wild radio commercial that you heard on a radio station in Detroit targeting black listeners and voters. This commercial says with a straight face that Senator Debbie Stabenow supports black genocide because she supports abortion rights. Let's take a listen. It's worse than you think. More than 1,800 black babies are aborted each day. Half of all the black babies in America. What? And Senator Debbie Stabenow is part of the problem. She supports abortion for any reason. How can Debbie Stabenow ask for our votes when she doesn't even want our babies? Good question. Our children need better schools, more jobs, and more opportunity. Not abortion. That's why I'm voting John James for Senate. Isn't John James the black Republican? John James is working for more jobs and giving black families the choice in their kids' schools. Debbie Stabenow and half of all black babies aborted or John James and more opportunity. Sounds like a simple choice. The choice is simple and this year the decision is ours. Wow. Wow. We both said it at the same time. It's an incredible ad. So we should note a couple things before we talk about this. One, uh, you recorded that off your car radio. I did. (laughs) Because uh, it was hard to confirm that this was actually happening uh, or to get a recording uh, of it. Uh, We should also note that Bridge Magazine this morning has a story up about, uh, about this ad and the reaction to it. Uh, Chesty, I'll, I'll start with you. Your reaction to this ad and the sort of drama that I feel like it's uh, it's inspiring late in this campaign. So a couple of folks heard it run and reached out to Bridge. And um, my my line editor, Joel Kurth, was like, can you track down this black genocide ad? And I said, what? <laughs> what? What ad? <laughs> black genocide. And uh, it, it took the better part of an entire day to track this ad down. Um, the um, As a lot of people may or may not know, um, political ads for uh, radio stations are uploaded online. So we got a hold of the schedule and got an idea of the window of time mm-hmm. <laughs> when it would when it would air because the PAC, um, the political action committee that paid for it, would not respond to requests for information, et cetera, et cetera. So it literally came down to 
um, you know, trying to listen to it on the radio. And that clip that we played, um, it, it kind of cut off the very beginning of the um, ad where uh, the announcer says African-American pastors said it's black genocide. Mm. And I think that's the thing that was really stirring to mm. equate abortion rights with black genocide. Right. Uh, so, so we should also be clear uh, for listeners, this is not a campaign ad that was produced by the John James campaign. Uh, it, it was produced by a political action committee. That's where we see most of these kinds of ads coming from these days. At the same time, John James hadn't come out and said, hey, I don't think that. Uh, he hasn't tried to distance himself from it. Uh, and and the strategy here really is clearly to, to try to get African-Americans to think differently about uh, John James and other and other Republicans. Right. So um, John James is a black Republican uh, running against Debbie Stabenow, who's the, you know, uh, senior senator Democrat from the state of Michigan. And uh, the PAC that bought this ad is called Stars and Stripes Forever PAC, and it's out of Virginia. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I looked it up, it said that this organization started in 2013 to try and get native Detroiter Ben Carson mm-hmm. elected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously he was not elected president. Uh, however, now what they're doing is they're running ads, uh, and they say so on their website, Stars and Stripes Pack Forever, Forever Pack, uh, to uh, try and persuade more African Americans to vote Republican. They're running ads in like several different states, Missouri, Indiana, Ohio, all, all over, and obviously here in Michigan. And uh, it's not the first um, time that abortion has been equated to black genocide. Mm-hmm. It just takes a couple Google clicks and you'll see that anti-abortion rights um, people have been saying, you know, uh, a large percentage of abortions happen among African-American women. So therefore, we're killing all half the black babies right. before they're born. And now there's there's a lot to debunk and <laughs> unpack there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, in the True Squad article... Today, you, you you make an effort at least to, to try to sort all this out. I mean, there's a lot going on in this ad, yeah. both in terms of fact and fiction, but also the sort of cultural um, dynamic that they're trying to appeal to. Uh, I think it's I mean, quite it's blatant. They say African American pastors right. call abortion black genocide. So I know a few of those. <laughs> I called a few African-American pastors. I profile right. folks in the city of Detroit and read the transcript to them. And, um, you know, uh, quite obviously, abortion goes counter to most people's biblical beliefs, mm-hmm. you know, who, who are um, Christian or, you know. Um, but even uh, the pastors who I talked to uh, said this is outrageous. And John James needs to distance himself himself from it because it it, it brings up race in a context and brings in um, information that is is just wrong. Mm-hmm. And they are blatantly, um, you know, being offensive, um, as Reverend Anthony said, being offensive to Debbie Stabenow out to say that she, because she supports abortion rights, she supports killing black babies and black genocide. Right. Right. Uh, This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. 
My guest is Chastity Pratt-Dossie, a reporter with Bridge Magazine. Uh, she's here as we are talking about some of the more outrageous ads that are running in the campaign season that will end on November 6th. Uh, we're talking specifically about an ad run by a political action committee that accuses Senator Debbie Stabenow of supporting, quote, black genocide because she supports abortion rights. Uh, this ad says that African-Americans ought to vote for John James, who is the Republican uh, contestant in that race uh, running against Debbie Stabenow, an African-American, because he will stop the black genocide, among other things. Uh, Do you think this has been a tough or negative campaign season? Have you seen this ad in particular or heard this ad on the radio uh, in Detroit, this black genocide ad? Uh, Have you heard any other claims or commercials that have bothered you or angered you this cycle? Uh, Give us a call, 313-577-1011. Uh, tell us what you're hearing or seeing in this campaign that that maybe disturbs you or that you think is false. Also, call and tell us what you think of the idea of describing abortion rights and abortion as a black genocide. Is that how you see it? Uh, is that one of the things that you think uh, argues for African-Americans to vote for Republicans rather than Democrats? Uh, or are you offended by that? Do you feel like that is a manipulation of uh, both the issue of abortion and civil rights uh, in this country? Uh, as always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. 1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Chastity, before we get to the phones, I want to talk about this idea of uh, black genocide. This is not a new concept. Uh, since uh, since the beginning of, of the discussion about abortion rights in this country, there have been people who believe uh, quite genuinely that this is a plot to, to get African Americans to to extinguish themselves in some way in this in this country. Um, at the same time, uh, you, you've got a Republican Party whose policies outside of the abortion question, uh, I think it's fair to say, uh, are not particularly in support of African American causes. I mean, it's an anti civil rights party in many ways at this point, and has been for about forty or fifty years. Uh, Talk some about this this lever, pulling this lever in the black community, and whether it has uh, whether it has traction or or potential traction with some people who really do have a problem with the idea uh, that that abortion rights fall well the, the consequences of abortion rights fall more heavily on African-American communities um, than others. Right. Well, so here's the thing. Uh, More than a third of abortions in America uh, are among African-American women. And there are many, many reasons for that. Less access to health care being, you know, prime among them. If Mm -hmm. you can't get a a more permanent or, you know, dependable form of birth control because it costs money and mm-hmm. you don't have health care. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this, you know, that becomes part of the problem. Um, but whatever, whatever the reasons are, that's what it is. And this, this ad totally blows those numbers up and just, it, it's, it, they're false. The mm-hmm. numbers in this ad are false. Mm-hmm. Um, but this yeah, eighteen hundred a day, eighteen hundred a day, half of all the babies, half of all the babies in America are aborted. That's, that's just untrue. First off, mm-hmm. um, secondly, uh, you're right. I mean, 
the the thing when I talk to the pastors here in Detroit, again, this ad invokes pastors in this, um, and, and I talked to them. Uh, a lot of what they were saying is, look, we care about all life, you know, life from beginning to the end, from the cradle to the grave. If the Republicans really cared about the you know, black voters, mm-hmm. this is not the issue. The issue would be, you know, uh, health care, making sure that we get uh, more people affordable health care, making sure that there's, um, you know, less uh uh, what do we call it? More jobs, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. less income mm-hmm. inequity, you know, close the gap, um, the, the achievement gap in our schools. There are things that babies, living human beings who are walking on the earth need that the Republicans need to attend to more so than trying to uh, get people who are concerned with abortion rights mm-hmm. to come over and vote Republican. It, yeah. it just seems duplicitous, if not in, in disingenuous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, 313-577-1019. We got a lot of folks who have thoughts about this issue. Let's start with Linda in Detroit. Linda, welcome to Detroit today. Hi, I just want to say that I, can you guys hear me? Yep. Uh huh. Go ahead. I just want to say that I think that this ad is even more twisted than, than what you've been discussing. I think it's fear mongering. They're playing on the, the fears of people in the Trump era around white supremacy and being scared, communities of color being scared of white supremacists, and so then they're playing it off as Debbie Stabenow being white, and she's part of that, hmm. when it, it's not true. So I think it's just, you know, it's just even worse than they're trying to scare people who are already living in, like, a scared environment yeah. and a scared, like, political, and just twisting it to make it seem like a black Republican will save people from, from white supremacy. Hmm. That's, uh, that's one of the impressions that I got when I first heard it. Yeah, yeah. Linda, I, I really appreciate the call uh, and the comments. Uh, Chesty, one of the things that, that is odd about this is, again, picking out this singular issue and not addressing all of the other things that Republicans have done, especially in the last two years. I mean, that's part of the gall here, I think, is mm-hmm. that uh, you have a president who – says that when he looks at a, a Klan march in, uh, in, in Virginia, there. <laughs> that there's good people on both sides, right? That uh, there's some sort of moral equivalency between uh, people who are marching to preserve white supremacy and people who are marching against them. And then to say, well, uh, but abortion is a black genocide and we'll stop that uh, without sort of address, addressing that larger context, it really is deeply manipulative. It, but, and that's that's the 50,000-foot view. This ad, this ad is running in Detroit, mm-hmm. obviously, highly African-American um, market. But think about it. This is Detroit. Detroit, uh, you want to talk about black babies? Talk about the schools. You know, talk sure. about how our schools have, have been done disenfranchised and uh, just totally destabilized over the past 20 years under Republican leadership. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about that? That's what I heard when I talked to Reverend Wendell Anthony from NAACP. He's a pastor of Fellowship Chapel and Tara Defoe. Um, she's uh, the uh, the uh, faith-based uh, advisor to the mayor mm-hmm. and uh, Edgar Van. You know, they, they were saying, look, we have we got a lot of fish to fry. And this is um, a, a very smaller issue um, compared to the mountain of other issues. Um, smaller being that it not not to say it's not important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not to say it's not important. I'm not saying that people. But you know it, it is very um, manipulative in that it does um, ignore a lot of the other issues facing black babies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Linda, thanks very much for the call and the comments. Let's go to Harold on the east side. Harold, welcome to Detroit today. Uh, good morning. Thanks for your call. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm uh, a retired veteran from the Army, John James, and his ads, I would say, about forgotten veterans. But Debbie Stavinov, I went to her office. Debbie Stavinov's office got my veteran benefits back. Yeah, got my retirement pay straightened out. I got my back pay and everything. Also, she had a, a person on staff who specialized in help, helping the veterans problem. Hmm. And hmm. to me, he's talking about forgotten veterans. Debbie Stavinov did not forget me. And then I consider the Republican Party, starting with the President of the United States, uh, cut some, a lot of funding from the VA. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Harold, I, I really appreciate uh, the call and the comments there. You know, uh, one of the things that, that I find interesting about John James is that personal story mm-hmm. that he has. There are a lot of things about his life that I think uh, make him stand out uh, as a candidate for, for public office and, and I think distinguish him as an African-American right. candidate in the in the Republican Party. The, this veteran status that he has is is one of them. I, you'd think that might be a better way to appeal to African-Americans. Think of how many veterans we have in the African-American community who might relate to John James. Right. And, and he's a businessman and in That's a lot right. of respects, very inspirational. Um, again, when I was speaking with um, uh, Pastor Tara Defoe, who's the um, uh, faith based uh advisor to the mm-hmm. mayor one thing she brought up she said look if we're going to talk about killing and death he's a veteran mm-hmm. he went to war yes. people died yes so um you know let's let's keep the conversation wide open um republicans if you say let's vote for this this veteran who was in war and killed people but let's not vote for the democrat because she supports abortion rights right and um a, you know babies are aborted then you know that that those two things don't really square in some people's minds yeah i mean and and it's an unsophisticated way to try to get at what i think could be a more substantive conversation about these kind of things. i mean but it's a 60 second ad most of the time they do go single issue right so you got to be you know be legit there it's a single second ad single issue go 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 they make their point they support it over and over with a few and then it's over yeah so i mean you know you're not going to have a holistic debate in a 60 second ad <laughs> not in an ad right uh okay let's go to sarah in ann arbor sarah welcome to detroit today hi Stephen. love hey. your show thank you um, I'm, uh, thanks for bringing this up. Um, there's a, a myth that I've seen circulated on Facebook quite a bit that um, the Democratic Party is the party of the KKK. And it's not necessarily a myth in that, yes, the KKK in the 20s was in the Democratic Party as in the Dixiecrats. Mm-hmm. It's not the Democratic Party of today. And to me, that's sort of a classic piece of, of propaganda, you mm-hmm. know, that the Democrats are the KKK. Um, The second thing I wanted to say about um, James, John James, is in a way I'm kind of encouraged, and this is why, I mean, this is very kind of Pollyanna-ish, but there are a lot of black conservatives out there, and I do think they need representation. And I've been, my family's been involved in the civil rights movement for a long time, Mm -hmm. and um, I I think it's important that they're represented in that, in that sense. I kind of, you know, I'm glad he's running, but I'm going to be voting for Stabenow because I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm a diehard Democrat, you know, so um, that, that's what I had to say. Yeah, Sarah, I really appreciate the call uh, and, and the comments there. Um, this idea of who owns the KKK is something that we, we see argued uh, quite a bit, I, especially on social media. I, I agree with Sarah that you see people talking about that. And I think, you know, um, when you're African-American, it, the, all of this looks different, right? Mm-hmm. Both parties, I think, have 
issues with the with the way in which they have dealt with racism and inequality, uh, either in the past or, or not in the present, or or not dealt with it. Um, and so this idea that well, um, you know, Democrats at one time were the the home of the KKK. I mean, if you go back to the to the nineteenth um, century, of course, uh, the, the KKK grows out of democratic interest after the Civil War uh, because it's the party of the South. Um, but that doesn't really have that much to do with uh, with today and mm-hmm. the, the debates that we're having today and and how we need to push both parties to be more responsive, I think, to not just civil rights, but but human rights uh, as they exist in this country. Well, you know what? A couple of things um, listening to that uh, to the woman who just called in popped into my mind. First off, <laughs> we have um, and, and at, at, if you read the story. In Bridge Magazine today at bridgemi.com, you can see more of the discussion. Edgar Van brought up a point that, look, this is abortion is not religion. It might be a topic for religious, you know, discussion, but it's, you know, this is all politics, people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is politics. And um, the question that we need to ask ourselves is whether or not we are allowing ourselves to become more polarized, more, you know, with you know, with these extreme claims and these extreme, um, you know, offensive, uh, uh, just totally bananas <laughs> commercials. Is this is this a reflection of who we are or are these the extreme polar opposite ends of our um, political spectrum creeping into the discussion and leading the discussion? Make, yeah. a, make a decision, make a really thoughtful decision. Is this the way that we want to continue to engage as Americans during our political season, as, Rever- uh, as Bishop Van said, silly season? Um, <laughs> it's, it's polarizing. And what, what end does it serve? Is it as long as my party wins, it doesn't matter. I can say whatever I want to say, do what I want to say, do what I want to do on the air, on TV, villain and lie um, as long as my party gets elected. What does that say about our society? Yeah, right. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about commercials in the run-up to the November 6th elections. We're going to talk some about a Prop 2 commercial that's pretty wild, as well as one about Gretchen Whitmer, the Democratic nominee for governor. Stay with us and stay with us on the phones. Vernon in Auburn Hills, Michael in Ferndale, Rob in Troy, Charlie in Detroit, Tom in Westland. We will get to you next. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. My guest is Chastity Pratt Dossie. She's a reporter with Bridge Magazine. We're talking about the ads that we're starting to see in campaign 2018 as we run up to the November 6th midterm elections here in Michigan. We were just talking about an ad uh, that supports Republican John James for the Senate race uh, against Senator Debbie Stabenow that claims that Stabenow supports black genocide because she supports abortion rights. We're also going to talk about a pretty wild ad with regard to Proposal 2, uh, the gerrymandering proposal, also one that claims that Democratic gubernatorial candidate Gretchen Whitmer supports a government health 
care takeover. Uh, as always, stay with us on the phones here. 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, let's go to let's go back to the phones quickly here. We got a lot of folks who want to talk about these issues. Rob in Troy, you're up next. Hey, Stephen. Hey. Uh, good morning. Um, you know, I'm an advertising industry veteran. Uh, I've been uh, writing and creating commercials uh, and print ads for a few decades now. And when I do any work for any client, um, it has to go through a legal vetting process for truthfulness and honesty and accuracy and whatnot. And it can't go on the air unless it does that. And I'm wondering why every election cycle I wonder this, why is it that, that uh, campaign commercials and uh, material can go out without apparently any legal scrutiny whatsoever and just get put out there without anybody uh, challenging or uh, being able to uh, to stop it in process. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, great question, Rob. Uh, when you guys are doing the Truth Squad work at Bridge Magazine, uh, do you ever sort of ask that question? Why do Why do people get to come out and say, the most outrageous things uh, in these ads, uh, as opposed to being sort of pulled back and and told, well, you know, you can't spread things that are that are false. What's the what's the standard that people are using there? Well, you know what, this is a litigious society. <laughs> if you defame <laughs> someone, it's slander right. or libel. Find You're yourself opening in court, right? yourself up to being sued. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but in this case, uh, it's just saying something that's false. Mm. You're allowed to do that, unfortunately, on, right. on on the air, as long as you're not saying something false about somebody. Right. Uh, you, you sort of jump through that that uh, that right. loophole and and avoid the, the the legal consequences, even though I I would think that voters might uh, yes, might react. Yes, the information poorly. in this um, ad, the misinformation, the disinformation in this ad is false and I mean it's about abortion so what is abortion going to do is abortion going to sue them no right (laughs) but that's I mean this is also an important point about the press and the role that the press plays during campaigns the idea of going through these ads uh, looking at what's true and what's not and pointing it out is really important because uh, you know otherwise people would have no idea how to how to evaluate these I things. mean it's a it's a new cottage industry you know it's a big big it's more than a trend you have nationwide you know politifact politico mm-hmm. you know pooling hundreds of newsrooms to work together to to fact check as much as we can mm-hmm. throughout the election season and the more money that's poured into elections unchecked the more of these ads you continue to see it and and we're two weeks away from the midterms which everyone on both sides said are going to be hugely important so it's like rapid fire now right. it's it's mostly all we're doing um it's a little distracting because <laughs> it's a lot of what we're doing right. but it is a we we look at it as a huge public service because you know not everyone is going to sit down and go through these ads and say is that right is that true and and the thing is uh, it's manipulative uh, the the caller said propaganda, mm-hmm. and um, when the the electorate is m- manipulated, it impacts policy and impacts all of our lives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob, thanks very much for the call. Uh, let's go to Tim in Detroit. Tim, welcome to Detroit today. Hi. Um, you know, I, I think when we we look at the abortion as genocide issue and just focus on that, it's really part of a, a much broader uh, issue. 
you know, making black folks invisible. I mean, you look at the educational system, Mm -hmm. you know, which is the worst in the country, the criminal justice system, which uh, eliminates uh, black men. So we, we need to look at the larger picture. Tim, I relates to that. Yeah, Tim, I appreciate the thoughts there. Uh, that that idea, I think, is something that you can say not just to Republicans who are trying to to get black people to pay attention to this issue for I think quite cynical reasons. I think it's okay to say to Democrats, let's talk about some of these other issues as well. I mean, you've got Democratic candidates who um, and office holders who who have not done everything they can to try to turn these issues around, not just in terms of abortion, as Tim points out, but in terms of education and and the criminal justice system, we need them to do better, too. Absolutely. I mean, you know, again, it's a 60 second ad. You're not going to, you know, have all that. But it it does put the onus on uh, Republicans and Democrats. Okay, so if abortion is not the issue, what is the issue? (laughs) It's not the biggest issue facing the African-American community or facing the African-American child. What is? Is it access to health care? Is it access to a free and adequate education? Is Mm -hmm. it access to um, college? Is it, you know, um, a a criminal justice system that is not stacked against the African-American community? All of these things are, I mean, it's like, it's like, look, Okay, you, you, you're saying that this is genocide. You want all these babies to be born. Well, when they're born, what are you going to do? What do you want to do? What right? are you going to do? Are you going to continue to disinvest in the schools? Are you going to continue to put people in jail? What, what are you really saying here? Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's pivot here and talk a little about Proposal 2. Uh, you, you guys took a look at, at this ad, too. Let's first yeah. listen to uh, the Prop 2 ad. Proposal 2 is over 3,000 words of legal mumbo-jumbo. It permanently puts into your constitution a complicated, confusing mess for drawing new district lines. But the only guarantee is that it will cost you an insane amount of money. Proposal 2 writes a blank check to 13 new commissioners for a new bureaucracy. And they can spend whatever they want. No limits on staffing, lawyers, or consultants, or themselves. Unlimited pay and perks. If Proposal 2 passes, their spending spree is in your constitution forever. Your taxes won't be fixing roads or teaching children. You'll be paying for a whole new lifestyle for 13 people picked out of a hat. Lucky 13. A whole new lifestyle for people picked to uh, Make sit it on rain, this money, money, money. Boy, that is, that's a pretty wild claim. Uh, okay, so Bridge Magazine took a look at this ad and Chastity, what did you guys find? So, um, first I'm, I'm, uh, I gotta tell everyone that Bridge Magazine has two star reporters covering Lansing. That is Lindsay Van Hulley and Riley Began. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Riley Began actually did the Truth Squad on this one. I'm sitting in for her today to talk about it. Uh, this <laughs> foul. <laughs> Foul. Yes, that's what it says yes. on the website. Yes, foul. foul. It's called. It's uh, the called the squad, foul. Yeah, the truth squad gives ads a rating, and uh, the truth squad uh, gave this ad a foul. And one of the biggest reasons, obviously, they spent a lot of time saying money will just be spent by this new thirteen commissioner board, and spent and spent and spent, gone, 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 and you're not going to do anything except spend your money. And um, but the thing is this. Uh, Yes, we know that Prop 2 would create a more expensive system than is currently in place. 
Um, maybe around $900,000 uh, was spent on the last redistricting that was done in 2011. And mm-hmm. this one is probably going to exceed that because, it, well, not probably, it's going to be $4.6 million annually for the commission. So, yes, $4.6 million to run this commission is far more than 900000 that was spent during mm-hmm. the last redistricting. But um, the thing that the ad doesn't talk about is that there are limitations to um, the amount of money that, that they can spend, if not by the fact that there's an audit that's going to happen every year of this commission. So it's not like they can just write, quote unquote, blank checks and spend what they want and go unchecked. Um, There are um, limitations to what they're supposed to spend money on. And then once they do, their their, uh, spending and expenditures are audited by the legislature and the governor. Right. Uh, It's a different system, but it's not necessarily... Uh, one designed to drain uh, our, our coffers. Uh, it's also true that other states have this. I mean, that's the that's the thing that I keep uh, coming back to with with Prop Two is that if you look at Arizona, if you look at California, they've had some fits and starts trying to implement this kind of nonpartisan approach to, to to line drawing. But you know, these disasters that people sort of trot out as the likely consequence of this. I, we, we just haven't seen that in, in other states. Uh, it's a different way to do it. It's not necessarily a calamitous one. Uh, but, of course, if you were against the proposal, you have a right to trot out any any argument, I guess, you want against uh, against passing it. Right, but the, the ad just uses, um, I mean, it's a lot of scare tactics, right, um, saying that the new commission is just going to spend money willy-nilly um, that's an exaggeration. It, it's it's full of falsehoods. I mean, again, there's unsubstantiated conclusions in there, and the truth squad just called it a foul, big yeah. foul. And you can go to bridgemi.com to see all of the truth squatting that uh, Bridge Magazine has been doing this cycle. Uh, let's take another call here. Vernon in Auburn Hills. Vernon, welcome to Detroit Today. Uh- yeah, I'd like to tell your guest I love Bridge Magazine. And, Stephen, uh, thank you for giving the radio an intellectual dimension. As far <laughs> as uh, uh, Proposal 2, uh, with these long, thin, meandering uh, districts and precincts, I'm at a loss as how could anyone defend that? How could it possibly get any worse? The, so how it, it's beyond me why anyone wouldn't want to redistrict and make and square it off and round it off and make it so it's not just snakes running through a, a, a voting district. <laughs> also, as far as the attack ads, the um, the John James ads, I think, are doing him far more harm than good. And is it possible that his opponent would run attack ads to make him look bad? <laughs> well, this one was um, paid for by a pack. Yeah. Um, I saw that for myself on the radio station's um, political files. This was a, a pack that is a conservative pack whose uh, total existence is to get African Americans to vote a Republican, and they're running ads in several states. So uh, it appears as if this is not. You know, Debbie Stabenow's not behind this. Um, but uh, you bring up a good point that <laughs> when I spoke to some of the African-American um, uh, leaders in the city, they said he that John James needs to distance himself from this. We're going to see this the closer we get to the election. Um, there are outside, um, you know, peripheral packs that are paying for these ads in support of their candidate. And the candidate might not have anything to do with it. Right. Check out what happened in Arkansas. Sure. Go ahead and look. Um, but uh 
this has been running for a month now. Here's the thing. It's been running for a month, sporadically here and there during drive time on the radio. And uh, it's been and John James hasn't said anything long enough it. for him to know about it. So the question is, is, you know, does he support this ad? Does he endorse his ad? Does he stand by it? Or does he you know, what does he have to say about it? Uh, again, uh, Vernon, thanks very much for the call and the comments. Let's uh, quickly talk about this ad that involves Gretchen Whitmer and a claim that somehow she supports government takeover of health care. Whitmer wants a radical government takeover of your health care. Your employer provided insurance plan would be illegal. You could lose your doctor and your taxes would double. Gretchen Whitmer. The worst kind of politician. The worst kind of politician. Worst. I, lo- I love those little ad, those little lines they put at the end of these ads. There's always some little quippy thing that uh, that takes a real dig at the, whoever they're, they're after. Uh, what about the facts here, though? This idea that Gretchen Whitmer would uh, would support the kind of health care that would make your employer sponsored plan illegal. Uh, what did you guys find at the Truth Squad? So uh, we gave this ad a foul as well. Um, and the thing of it is, uh, who did this one? I think this was, yeah, Riley Began from mm-hmm. Bridge Magazine did this one. <laughs> and we, we gave it a foul because, uh, I mean, on uh, several levels, but I think primarily what people are going to uh, really look at is the fact that this ad says that she wants a government takeover of health care. And what it's based on is a YouTube clip um, where her face is like a still, and then there's a voice asking Whitmer um, how she feels about single payer. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said that she hopes the feds will one day get to it and, and make it happen. Uh, and that's the thing people need to understand in Michigan. I know we have Affordable Health Care Act, and there are hundreds of thousands of people in Michigan who are getting more health care under Obamacare. At the same time, uh, Shooty, who is Whitmer's opponent, has fought against Obamacare mm-hmm. in court. So this is a very divisive issue. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And um, But the key here is that uh, she can't do that. Nobody, No governor can voiced yeah, right. a new federal health care plan <laughs> on the state of Michigan. I mean, she just it's not within even if she thought it, it, that federal single payer needs to happen uh, Tuesday morning tomorrow. <laughs> she can't make it happen. No governor can. Yeah. Yeah. She has uh, some sway over Medicaid expansion, which right. uh, here in the state of Michigan has really changed the way we take care of people who can't afford their own health care. But this idea that uh, she could switch, flip a switch and and change health care in other ways is is pretty preposterous. But then again, you also uh, I go ahead and go to bridgemi.com and we talk about in this ad how she um, she does actually does not support single payer. Uh, state she doesn't state healthcare system right uh, it, it's uh, her refusal to back a single payer was a main point of attack by her democratic primary foes um, uh, Abdul Saeed and yeah. all that they attacked her on you know not standing up for a state healthcare system that's and when she payer. and when she appeared on this program last week to talk about her campaign she talked about that she mm-hmm. talked about why she didn't uh, support that, and and I thought gave uh, an answer that you know whether you agree with her or not, uh, at least explain what her position was all about. Right. Okay, Chastity Pratt Dossie, reporter with Bridge Magazine. Always great to have you here to help us sort out the truth. Uh, you guys will keep on it, I imagine, until Absolutely. November sixth when we all go to the polls. All right. Thanks for being here.
Up next, we're going to talk about a Republican Supreme Court justice who's running for re-election in Michigan this year and paying dearly at the hands of her own party for a controversial vote she made. Also, don't forget, if you have to miss any of today's conversation, you don't have to miss out entirely. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts, download and subscribe to Detroit Today. Take us with you and listen when you are ready. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today.